0: Section 16. War Flying by a Pilot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Book 2. On Active Service. Chapter 3. Storm After Calm. Part 1. Back to Duty. "'Back to work, and my old friend Archie quickly. "'I was on bombing yesterday. "'Not very far over the lines, though. "'And there were about a number of us. "'It was a wonderfully pretty sight "'to see the bombs going down in a string, "'dwindling and finally disappearing below. "'Bags of Archie were flying around, "'but my machine was not hit at all. "'I was first up today and we had a non-stop flight of nearly three hours, ranging some batteries. The weather was pretty dud, but W and I managed all right. S is missing, as perhaps you have heard. He was on a long bombing stunt. He is reported unhurt and prisoner of war. I shot a bullet into the air. It fell to earth. I know not where. When we were up today, P. emptied a drum of ammunition from the gun over the lines, not firing at anything in particular but just to test the gun. The empty cartridges, as they were ejected, landed with clockwork regularity on the top of my head. I said to myself, this is some hail. Last evening, E. and I went in a tender to the battery we were working with in the morning and saw the wonderful ruins of a town near there. We were really quite close to the lines, but luckily there was no shelling, and we got back okay. We have a game here now, which is something like tennis. Instead of rackets and balls, we use a rope quite, which must be caught and returned as per tennis, but must not be held in the hand or thrown over arm. I had a game of solo yesterday, with three others, and I have discovered two people who are frightfully keen on scramble patience. Gee whiz! One of them knows practically all Gilbert and Sullivan by heart as well. Isn't it extraordinary how scramble patience and Gilbert and Sullivan always seem to go together? We went for a walk last evening and sang the nightingale song through, and several from patience and the yeoman, etc., We are getting a tennis court made after all. It is progressing quite well. A Good Story Here is a story as it was told to me. One of the best pilots, at the front, one day crashed on the top of some trees. He got out and was standing by the remains of his machine when a staff officer came up and remarked, "'I suppose you've had a smash.' "'Oh, no!' stuttered the pilot, who was to put it mildly somewhat savage. "'I always land like this.' The staff officer, annoyed in his turn, said, "'Do you know whom you're speaking to? "'What is your name?' "'To which, don't try to come the comic policeman over me. "'You'll find my number on my tailplane.' I was called at four this morning and leapt heroically into the air at five. It was confoundedly cold, but I had a thick shirt and vest, a leather waistcoat, double-breasted tunic, the fleece lining from my waterproof and leather overcoat, so I just managed to keep warm. Yesterday I was in the middle of a game of tennis, when, with one or two others, I was ordered to fly over to a neighboring aerodrome to be ready for a special job in the morning. I landed there all right and reported and went into the mess room slap into the arms of an old schoolfellow. I was chatting with him when the CO sent for me to explain the nature of the work before us. I went into his office and the other pilots detailed for the work came in and to my utter astonishment I recognized another old schoolfellow. I had dinner with him and stayed the night there. This morning the weather was too dud for our work, and it was washed out, and we returned to our aerodromes. I brought back my bed, valise, pyjamas, etc., with me in the passenger seat of the aeroplane. I had to fly back without my goggles, as I had lost them at the other aerodrome. End of section 16. Recording by John Brandon.